Now that's a spicy meatball. Now uh, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, now uh, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, now uh, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, now that's a spicy meatball. Uh, because. <laughs> because. Because we got the hot takes. We got all of the hot takes today. And the hot ones is already a show. Yeah. You can so we're just going to be called hot, the hot takes. The hot, or the hot meatballs. Well, the hot meatballs. That would be pretty good. Yeah. I would listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't see it right now, but we're doing the hand emoji for yeah. Italians right now. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to... Uh, you know, stereotype. Stereotype. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, now, like, the goblin, like, isn't here... I don't care so true, much true. about offending Italian people. Yeah. So Sopranos, Sopranos, Goodfellas, Scorsese's, House of Gucci, House of Gucci, Father, Father Son, and, and House of Gucci. Gucci. I saw. I still haven't seen that. Me whole neither, movie, bro. But I saw on YouTube the other day a video entitled "The the Best Transition Ever." Yes, and it's like Jared Leto going like, but the horn. That's amazing. That's pure cinema. I love it is it. pure cinema. I can't wait to watch that movie. There's been so much good Jared Leto c- cinema too. I <laughs> it's like, Morbin time. It's Morbin time, which I love how Morbius really did become such a fucking meme of people like not seeing it, yeah, I know, right? not spending their money, so no one actually knows what the fuck happened right. in the movie. But. What happened in the movie is starting to look very intriguing. Yeah. They, I saw this scene where, like... What's this Matt Smith clip? Yeah, Matt yeah. Smith <laughs> and him are, like, dancing and shit and, like, looking in the mirror. We we may have missed out, you know. Morbius Sweet was trending on Twitter last night, and I was like, what the fuck, still? Well, I feel like, you know, if I were to view it, mayhaps I would, I would view it in such a fashion that uh, would not give any funds to Sony. Yeah. The, yeah. Me- the means by which I would do that, I will keep ambiguous. Yeah, amb- <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I uh, I can I can be down with that. Yeah, yeah. We we only did a whole episode about that. Yeah. So, you know, why why am I being shy? I don't know. I always feel a little uncomfortable <laughs> when yeah, we talking say it, about it. Yeah. Like being honest about it. Like uh, it- Shit, I don't give a fuck anymore. I pirate for my films sometimes. <laughs> do you um do you pirate the all the Disney ones that you can? All that I can, yeah. I okay, try I try so to find the most nefarious ways to, to watch them. I'm gonna bring up a picture real quick. Uh Google, enhance. <laughs> Here's you at <laughs> Doctor Strange and the, the Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Madness and what the fuck? There's another fucking chill in that <laughs> It's me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are really gonna show Marvel. You're gonna pay. Yeah. You're gonna show with your wallet right, well, what you're really supporting. Technically, I uh, I did not I did not break my moral code. I I wanted to watch this movie mainly because Sam Raimi. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. That's the only reason I really chilled out for it opening weekend. Cause I'm not I'm not gonna lie. The original Doctor Strange, like the Scott Derrickson one, mm-hmm. is so bland, and I could yeah. not tell you anything that happened in it other than the like uh, Dormammu, I've come to bargain yeah. scene. Like that was pretty cool. But yeah. like Matt Mass Mickelson is in that movie. Tilda Swil- Tilda Swinton is in that movie. Why am I struggling so much with all these actors? <laughs> yeah. They kind of got complicated names. They though. do. Yeah, they those do. two. Mads, Mads Mickelson and Tilda Swinton. Yeah, and oh my god, the play the guy who plays Mordo. Uh, the oh, I can't, the slave I, guy. I can't even. Say yeah, his name. I can't. No, I'm I can't not even do gonna it. try because I'll I, butcher he's it. He's in The Lion King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He's in the bad one, anyway. It's the Chew, Chew, Chew Weddle. <laughs> That's how I say it. We're going to stop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're going to stop. We're not even going to try the last uh, nope. name. Shut that down. <laughs> I, We're done. I don't know if this is a good transition, but I do want to say we will be talking about yes. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Not only because we both wanted to see it and Sam, because Sam Raimi was directing and also... Yeah. Yeah, no, that was the main reason. But like, as soon as I found Danny Elfman was doing the score, like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in for that too. Right, right. Well, I mean, more on that later. We'll see yeah. if that panned out well for them. Mm-hmm. Keep those thoughts uh, mysterious. Yes. But I did want to say, speaking of funny name pronunciations <laughs> or getting it terribly wrong. I watched uh, some movies oh, yeah. these past couple weeks, did, and I wanted I to talk too. about one director who I thought was particularly interesting. But before I say his name, I just want to say I have watched a couple video essays about him, and every single essayist says his name differently and very confidently, gotcha. <laughs> like a lot. Okay. okay. So Wong Kar Wai, yeah, which that's is how, how it looks. It. Yeah. yeah. But I've also heard Wong Garway Wong and one Carewey. Carewey. Yeah, so I'm that's like... That's interesting. I've I, always heard Wong Kar Wai. That's the one I'm going to go with. Okay. Because it feels right to me. You yeah. know, it's a K. Mm-hmm. I do know that Ks are Gs sometimes, sometimes in, the, in yeah. Asian languages. That's what we learned in my Thai... Sorry, Thai language podcast now. <laughs> but Kluwai, mm-hmm. that's penis. Gluwai... Okay. That's banana. So okay. the K, though, when you look at banana written down as a Thai word and you're like looking at a menu, it says K-L-U-A-Y-Y. So a lot of Americans go over there and they go like, uh, please, I'd like some kluai. Mm-hmm. And so they inadvertently ask people for penis, which yeah. unfortunately in Thailand is something that a lot of people are happy to give you right. anyway. Yeah. Um, if you're in the right part of town. So <laughs> I just want to say, I, I think Wong Garway also mm-hmm. sounds convincing. I think it was Quentin Tarantino who said, Carewey. So yeah. I think that he sounds like the dumbest one. <laughs> right. I'm here to confirm it's Wong Karwai. It's Wong Kar Wai. Okay. Let's get... I'm in the mood for love now. <laughs> for loving that pronunciation, specifically. Thank you, yes. Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca, linguist. It's a new character. Yeah. It's a whole story. Yeah. Um, no, but character. Wong Kar Wai... Sorry, there were so many tangents leading into Wong Kar Wai's career. Yeah. I feel like, though, this is how his movies feel. Because I watched Chungking Express, which yep. I've, I've been told was like his big breakout movie. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting, mainly because for like the first 40 minutes, I was like, I don't really know that I get this. And <laughs> right, it's a little right. crazy. Like, it's just so over the, all over the place. And there's a lot of just like high energy shit going on. Yeah. And some shots that I just did not understand why they were shooting it that way. Like, he uses this effect where... It looks like when they're in the streets, like all the people are blurry and like hard to see. Okay. And it like looks like almost like still images. They're going from one to the next. Gotcha. And so he does that a lot in like the first ten minutes of this movie, Chunking Express. And I was like, I why? What what are we doing here? Right, right. Um but as it went along, I definitely got one over. There's um the second story in Chunking Express is really where it comes 
into view the point of the fourth the first story mm-hmm. and then also just like why this movie is beloved in the first place actually tony leung from uh shang chi right he's like one car wise like main guy which i didn't know yeah but he is fucking awesome in this movie and so is fei wong who i found out through quentin tarantino's video was like this big chinese rock star and her this was like her first acting role which is like almost impossible to believe because it's a performance so good that it kind of just like crosses over the language barrier and you're like oh my god i understand like the way she's delivering every line like i the performance i would compare it to is the daughter and parasite like that performance fucks so hard that honestly just parasite fucks so hard i'm thinking about bong joon ho from the cans yeah there's just so much good asian cinema so much and it's finally getting its due Mm -hmm. in america i think that's what kind of made me want to go and watch Wong Kar Wai is like Hong Kong cinema has been such a blind spot for Mm -hmm. me I didn't even know that Hong Kong was like not owned like not governed by China until like 1997 yeah and and that was the interesting thing about this movie is it was one of those that like I enjoyed it when I watched it and then as soon as I learned more about why it was the way I mean why it was how it was mm-hmm. I was like oh my god I love it even more yeah, yeah. And, like it was I think this was literally a five star movie for me and nice. I've, yeah. I've never seen one film from a director and been like that other right. than Parasite <laughs> yeah for sure now I saw that you had watched it and uh, I knew it was on HBO Max and I almost watched it just because I saw your review of it and right now I'm reading a book about Korean new wave cinema and they actually touch on um, like the very first chapter is just talking about the history and politics of South Korea and uh, why uh, why their movies are so violent like a lot of the movies you know like I saw the devil even Parasite has got you know ticks of, mm-hmm. of really like devastating violence um, that's because they've been through some shit like some real shit like half of their you know uh, identity is, is wrapped up in um, this uh, civil war sort of that they fought. Um, I haven't got all the way through it, so I can't give you like the rundown of exactly the politics, but he's starting out, He, the author mentioned like there's a lot of violence in Korean films and or the mo- some of the more popular ones, and that's a direct um, expression of the things that, you know, that country has been through, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I know Chung King's more of like a, like a down to earth, like kind of like drama. So, yeah, it's yeah. kind of romance too. Yeah. But I think that's a very interesting through line mm-hmm. that I'm that we're discovering about like this classic Asian cinema mm-hmm. is that all of these countries were fucking occupied yes. by a Western yeah. country at some point or yeah. a country with Western ideals, you know, when that had already been through it. And like, no wonder that all of these movies are so pointed and about identity mm-hmm. loss and not really knowing. I mean, not identity loss, but like just not knowing yeah. who you are or what your culture is. Like, because mm-hmm. the West has just fucked with everything. Everything. Like yeah. colonialism is just so much more fucked than you think. Like in every like bad thing happening in the world, it just always feels like it somehow traces back to some ancient like British yeah. or U.S. thing. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, if we want to put more shit on Britain, I mean, we are like the spinoff of their colonialism. So, I mean, like, we can blame everything on daddy. Yeah. Or mommy. Yeah, exactly. Whatever we want to call UK. I'm I'm sure we'll get into this later, but uh, I watched The Nightingale, Mm. and uh, I didn't even realize that they were British occupiers until about 30 minutes into the movie. I was like, oh, wait, oh, fuck, this isn't like America. This is... 
this is Australia. This oh my is God. Britain's occupation of Australia. <laughs> like, we are one and the same with the UK. Like, fuck. That, that movie is just, like, so incredible for, like, not only educating about that aspect. Yeah, yeah. But did you know anything about the Aboriginal, no, like, no. massacre there? Like, I think that just Jennifer Kent... Right? Uh, is that yeah, her name? Yeah. yeah. Jeff it's just such a wonderful director. Like, yeah. just what a pair of knockout beginner films. I, I mean, know. obviously, I don't like The Nightingale as much as The Babadook because right. it's a lot more brutal than The Babadook. Like, it. And I don't think it's like an actual fault of the movie, but it was just like so bleak, you know, that yeah. I was like, man, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know that I had like the best time because of it. Yeah. But, like, for sure. It was important. Yeah. It was important mm-hmm. that it was bleak. It was. Yeah. It wasn't shying away from how terrible, like these these parts of history that we've just covered up. Yeah, you know how terrible they really were. And, yeah, I, I definitely know. have some more thoughts on it. Um, yeah, for yeah. later. But yeah, I yeah, she's uh, she did not shy away from anything. I'll give you that. Yeah, I I I guess that is like a very revenge driven movie which is another yeah. topic that we asked you guys if you wanted yeah. to see it did get a vote i it believe did get, yeah. it did get several it was the several. second one next to dr dr s and we we definitely have been thinking about revenge with the yes. northman coming out i i think it's just hard for this episode to not sound like a complete name drop hour because right. the the fucking amount of shit happening with movies right now is mm-hmm. insane like i feel like we're catching up yeah with 2020 like delays finally and we're seeing kind of what would have come out two years ago but mm-hmm. now <laughs> like yeah, all yeah. spruced uh, yeah. up and it's together. a whole spring of uh of films that are coming out and so um, many like legends coming out of like yeah. retirement like today george oh miller God. dropping the uh that was the secret at cons like that's what they've been talking about like uh uh or i'm sorry cans is how yeah, you can. cans um Fucking two months ago, they were like, there's a surprise at Cannes, and we're not going to reveal it yet. I guarantee you that's what they were holding out on. It was the new fucking George Miller movie. Because who fucking knew George Miller was making a new movie? Not me. I didn't. Apparently, Idris Elba and Idris Tilda Elba Swinton. and Tilda Swinton, yep. Oh, I love Tilda Swinton. Me, me too. Like, so much. underrated. Really. Underrated. She's just, Ooh. like, got such good vibes from her, too. She's just now getting her, like, due credit, I think, honestly. Yeah, but, like, it's crazy how far back she goes. Like... I just yeah. be putting on a movie from 2004 and Tilda Swinton is like a key supporting character and killing it. I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Did you ever see The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio? I haven't. I want to. It looks, the poster just looks kind of, you know, it's very interesting. Yeah. I watched it before I studied abroad in Thailand uh-huh. as like prep. And I need right. to see it again to yeah. like see like if it was a bunch of bullshit or not. Right, right. But it's a really interesting movie because Alex Garland wrote it or okay. he wrote the book it was based on. And oh, he okay. based it on his own like kind of travel experiences and shit he knew about Thailand interesting and it's like a critically panned movie but i watched yeah. it and i thought it was wonderful well some of it was wonderful leonardo right. dicaprio is kind of a weak point in it but tilda swinton is in it and yeah. she's fucking awesome Dude. and i don't know i think that's what clicked for me yeah the beach <laughs> right the beach <laughs> yeah dude no she's awesome that's crazy that you say in danny the- boyle movie too it's a danny boyle movie yeah it's a danny boyle movie folks we might have to watch the beach. I know. Soon. <laughs> For real. 
No one told me it was good. Yeah, I and know. Then I had to find that. I had to just go and watch the beach <laughs> and find out that it was good. And none of y'all told me. Wow. We might be spinning some hot takes here. We're going to have to yeah. rewatch the beach. And we it's might be avid beach supporters. <laughs> Dude. I need to. Speaking of beach movies, I saw that old is on HBO Max. And yes. I desperately want to see it. Do and it. find out what camp I'm in. Do it. I'm just so. I haven't looked up any spoilers. Oh, like, good. I want to know <laughs> like, if it'll be silly or not. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I considered rewatching it the other day because oh I saw gosh. it was on HBO Max. I feel like I won't like it. But I think that's just because M. Night Shyamalan is definitely, as, as much as I admire him, I think he is still more of a misdirector for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And I, I think every time we talk about him, I realize that a little bit more. But, like, there are more hits that people... See, that's the thing. I also had to watch The Village by myself. None of y'all told me that was good. Why did I have to go and yeah. watch that and I find out? You told me you were the reason. You and Kennedy were the reason I watched I, it. I'm so glad you watched it. Yeah, I loved it. I like loved for the it. Roger Deakins, like oh my cinematography Lord. alone. Don't oh even give me start. We're gonna do a Shyamalan episode part two. <laughs> yeah, we about to we about to have like every episode in here right yeah, now. Yeah, literally the the long awaited director spotlight. Sequel, yeah, because we did David Fincher all those moons, moons ago. ago, and that's yeah. honestly one of the top requested. Episode topics. So we haven't. Oh, we did about Spielberg it. with yeah, Saxon. Yeah, we did Spielberg with Saxon. I just yeah. forget because that you know that episode to me is just like oh the Saxon. Yeah, it's the Saxon episode. episode. The but Dr. we kind of did do a director spotlight with Spielberg. So um, we'll do another one. Um, shit, yeah. I wouldn't. I would be down with the Shyamalan one. Um, just I. <laughs> it's easier to do them if we've seen all the movies from yeah. the director, and that's kind of hard when there's so many, so many movies I haven't seen yet. And especially if they're like old, you know. Yeah. They just have so many movies yeah. out in general. True. Like, why? Who's gonna watch all of the Spielberg movies? Yeah. Like unless you're you're getting paid to do it, right? You know. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go back and watch like the shitty ones from yeah, like the yeah. '80s. That well, not there's no shitty ones from the '80s. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think so. Anyway. I, I don't know. think there is. I think it was all hits for him. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. I think the mm, the color purple was kind of like a uh it's like were you the right person yeah, to make yeah. this i don't think Spielberg? anybody argued that the movie sucked i think yeah. they were just like why did why did he make it though? you can't <laughs> you can't have a movie make stars like whoopi goldberg and oprah winfrey and worry about people thinking it wasn't like yeah. a good story or anything it definitely yeah. spielberg is the weak link which is crazy because yeah. he hired newcomers and they just brought it so well yeah i just love that book too man yeah. sorry color purple love real quick yeah i think also that there's a movie version of the broadway musical coming out yeah oh yeah. yeah there's a new version coming out yeah 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 so it's it's topical fuck mm -hmm. everything's getting its uh dude. due yeah dude i i'm excited for this year of film i uh I'm excited i feel like before we talk about some of the main things we want to talk about i saw a really interesting twitter thread the other day or just a lot of responses on a take kathleen kennedy was reflecting on yes. why solo tanked and she said that it all has to do with casting new actors to replace like Legacy old characters. roles. Yeah. Like Han Solo being someone who wasn't Aaron Ulrich or whatever. Yeah. Basically she's saying the shitty CGI Luke thing we do on The Mandalorian and like Book of Boba Fett 
that's what we should just do all the time. Like, if they we're gonna have CGI Harrison Ford, fuck, dude. I mean, I even saw that the Stan Lee estate yes. just signed over his like digital rights so he can show up in Marvel movies, and that's just so fucking like infuriating. It, it's it's like wicked almost, you know, like in in such a in the absolute definition of that yeah. word it's immoral yeah like that is. just is so wrong that you're putting this dude in here so like nerds and theaters will be like i know what that is and like clap like really there's no love in that yeah. and th- they'll disguise it you know yeah. they'll be all like oh this is love to stand this is A what he wanted portrait. you know at the end of his life he always wanted to do the marvel movies like bitch there are accusers of elder abuse Mm -hmm. you know towards the end of stanley's life and i think that marvel studios is a big part of it making Mm -hmm. him fucking be in all their gajillions of projects you know that can't be easy for a 93 year old man to even know where he is on a day-to-day basis (laughs) anyway it's like let's put him on a bus with (laughs) brie larson pretending like he's an alien (laughs) that won't confuse him Oh my God! Yeah, it's uh, it's very wrong. I don't know why Kathleen Kennedy hasn't been fired, but I, uh, it's just it, it amazes me. It really does. Um, and I'm beginning to become desensitized to the world because how the fuck can Kathleen Kennedy, as a person, look around at all the discourse, all their failures, all their high points, and come away with that take that we need to digitally reproduce our actors that is like you said immoral it's evil just to make people clap at the theater it's the stupidest shit i've ever heard i don't know why she is still in in charge of that shit like she literally is behind all of their failures she is the whole reason and they still keep her on and i can't i can't understand it and i don't know where her line of thinking is coming from that the actors because i saw one person quote tweeted it and was like did we not all love Donald Glover as Lando? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he was like the only good part of the movie. I I don't understand. I, I just don't understand where it's coming from. I can't I can't fathom that that is. Maybe it's cheaper for them to do it that way. It can't be. You know, it can't be cheaper for them to to reproduce that shit synthetically. Yeah, I can't. I don't. Well, know. I don't know. I don't. I I think that it mainly comes from like reactionary like trolls online you know i feel like that's when shit started to cave after last jedi yeah you know they just gave way they were like sure let's placate to these people right right and they were absolutely rewarded for doing that like i feel like the money makers in recent star wars memory have you know been like mandalorian which prominently features like de-aged actors like yeah fucking luke so they did it again for Book of Boba Fett. I mean, I feel like it's something that's wearing thin on people now. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel like enough people care yeah. that that they're, you know, that Kathleen Kennedy is reading the room and going, like, I'm not going to make a bunch of money if I do this. Like, right. absolutely, people are talking about, like, the Rise of Skywalker scene where, like, Luke... Uh, takes off his helmet or yeah. whatever and it's like yeah. oh that's amazing we're like oh my god Le- Carrie Fisher de-aged in that movie is amazing mm. wow I can't believe they had her corpse <laughs> acting in that movie that was fucking wonderful <laughs> puppeteering it <laughs> they it was so weakened at Bernie's I know every yeah. time we talk about that movie I say this but yeah yeah just what a mistake yeah just 
what absolute a fucking worst. fumble. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like this is what you should look at and realize this is why you don't go with CGI actors. Like, watch a fucking Mike Flanagan movie, <laughs> for Christ's sake. You know? Literally. Learn literally. from someone. I hate this. Better Call Saul <laughs> this just... week even had, like, an actor who just looked you know pretty similar to like the actor playing mm-hmm. the character on the role in like a flashback and it's right. like that's perfect that's perfect. all we need it's is like need. slight resemblance like just block them you know yeah. like yeah tell them to shake their hips like this actor does it it'll do a lot you know <laughs> literally literally i don't i don't see like i thought i don't know man i think i think they're like just over uh correcting I think they're trying to overcorrect something, and I, I can't. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, and I probably never will, because um, I'm just not that fucking interested. And it'll probably, you know, I'm I'm excited for the Obi Wan series, but I'm just not like, I don't know. Like, I'm excited for it when I saw the trailer. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> now I'm. You good? Yeah, I just had a weird like burp cough. Oh okay. It was a burp, and then it became a cough. No. <laughs> Um, but it's just like I'm like only three episodes into Moon Knight and I'm like I can't bring myself to watch anymore I finished episode four which is like when people are saying it gets good and I yeah. I mean like it was well, okay by, by then you got two episodes left like what's the fucking point I guess in episode five maybe a lot of crazy shit happens like because you know people I respect are telling me like it, it ends really cool you yeah. know and I'm like okay so I just want to know what the point of the first three episodes was, though. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for that to pay off still. I, yeah. I was just so fucking... I, I don't know. I was... I am enamored with how mid the last couple MCU shows are. Yeah. When they just dropped this She-Hulk trailer, and aside from the CGI looking god-awful abysmal, I can't say that I'm like... um preying on its downfall or anything it looks interesting it, it looks, looks kind of fun it looks fun it's a different pace than some of the other shows it's not as serious it's not as you know it seems it, it reads to me a little bit like a sitcom mm-hmm. um which i think is cool and i like i love mark ruffalo's hulk i think he should have had his own damn movie by now um and i think that uh this looks this looks somewhat interesting now am i gonna keep up with the episodes <laughs> no those days are over, bro. It is like two weeks past Moon Knight's final episode, and I'm still not. I don't have the will to catch up. Like, I just, I don't know all this all this shit that they're just like pushing out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's gonna be like Miss Marvel in a month, I think. Yeah, Miss Marvel I, comes I don't, out. I don't think I'll watch that. And you know, I feel like there's gonna be an online campaign where people are like, "Oh, you know, this show. You should watch it. It's important yeah. because you know it's got." Well, it is important. It's the it's the first Muslim superhero, which I know I, I get. It, it is important, but I feel like people will take it. I mean, like obviously there will be racist trolls, and that'll make the people complaining about this, you know, yeah. look legitimate. Well, right. and they are legitimate, but it's like if I choose not to watch this, it doesn't mean you know anything really. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not doing it out of spite. I just am not interested anymore. Yeah, and but, I and I, re- I read an interesting article, and it could explain why I'm just so like not interested, or maybe why we're both not interested is because like phase is like one, two, and three of the MCU. Um, their shit was so interconnected, and in that you knew that it was leading to something. But phase four has felt very disjointed 
and like they're setting up multiple things that we don't understand what the fucking payoff is and we're like already like a year and a half into this phase and we still don't know where it's going and that that leads me to be like you know why the fuck do I have to watch Moon Knight or why the fuck should I watch Miss Marvel why the fuck are we watching these films um, if there's no like we don't understand where it's leading to and so right now it's just like a just a fucking mismatch of content that I I think it would be like the thing about the phase ones through three movies too is that even when they weren't building up the Thanos shit like mm-hmm. they at least told stories yeah. that had resolutions you know like yes. you can go back and watch Iron Man 2 and get like a whole movie like the thing about these shows is that so many of them feel so fucking half-baked or and even the movies now yeah. they feel like they're telling half stories and yeah. that most like they're just like setting up things that yeah, yeah. we don't know we don't know where, where they're where. leading at least we knew in phase three that's like oh thanos is coming and so you know we don't know <laughs> like what they're doing yeah. yeah and i mean that's okay sometimes yeah. but like when your main fucking like hype builder is like oh we're just gonna allude to things that will happen later it's like i I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, I don't also... And you're getting to the point where I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> someone showed up... I... Okay. Someone shows up. Of course. It's a Marvel movie. Someone shows up. Someone... In <laughs> the post-credits yeah. of the new one. Doctor and, Strange. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Strange. And... I literally had to be like, was this person already in Eternals or is yeah. this a new character? I had to look it up. Am I supposed to know her? <laughs> I don't know. It's Charlie Theron, though. So whoa, cool. hey. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Is that, isn't that kind of like a... Well, it's just an actor spoil, spoiler. It's not like a character mm. spoiler. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, nobody else is going to know. I looked it up. Nobody's going to know that character. Like, fuck, it's so fuck it. Yeah. fucking... If you, if you blame us... For spoiling a Marvel character that you... No fucking way you knew who they were. There's no fucking way you know who this and is. In the context of the movie, how would you know? Like they It comes been, out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, and supposedly this character will be Doctor Strange's wife. Or in the comic books, they're married. But like you I don't know. get that at all from this interaction. No. It's just literally like Charlize Theron goes through one of those like bullshit portals. Because there's always a portal now. There's always a portal. Yeah, and they're like, come on, let's go. <laughs> we gotta go do something. And it's like, wait, there's something to do? And... But then we never find out what anybody is fucking going off and doing. Like, that was the Eternals no. one, too. It's like, Kit Harrington's just, like, chilling. Yep. And someone's just like, hey, you gotta you gotta be the thing to go do something. And even Harry Styles showing up in fucking Eternals. He's just like, hey, name drop. Let's go do something. Oh, also, God. Patton Oswalt. Bolt, 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 bolt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and with that being said, um, Doctor Strange she was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry to the uh, to contrary <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Yeah, I um, it fucking it was like a revelation for the MCU for real. Yeah. Like this movie was just like what they should all be like. Yeah, to me, like Sam Raimi really did just come out of like superhero retirement and be like. Let me show you how it's done. Literally, I I think that 
what people have been saying about this movie having wonderful horror elements mm-hmm. and like Sam Raimi's like more brutal aspects as a director like absolutely true yeah. and th- to here. this movie's uh, benefit for mm-hmm. sure a lot of brain dead takes on the internet right now yeah looking at like cool shots and looking at like genuinely like good like suspense building moments and being like this is so shit why didn't they do like in nitpicking like i haven't seen since fucking last jedi well Literally. it's not nitpicking because the scene that get, we'll get into spoilers in a minute but yeah but there is a scene where <laughs> they have some valid reasons to critique what yeah goes down uh i don't know it's I, I really enjoyed it. Coming out of the theater, we were all super hyped. It was it was like a breath of fresh air for me for the MCU with because obviously I mean we've been talking about it the past ten minutes. It's getting things are getting stale. We're not really caring about shit. And this was like really cool. This is the story I've I've wanted to see with um, with Elizabeth Olsen's character, Scarlet Witch. I've wanted yeah. to see that. I've wanted to see you know just exactly where this is all leading. I, even the cameos in this movie. Did not make me roll my eyes really. I was like, yeah, other this than is pre-mentioned, other, uh, uh, pre-mentioned post credits. That's yeah. <laughs> but in base in vanilla movie, base movie, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the cameos were like, I was like, oh, this is this is cool. I like this. This is done well. It was done tastefully, and it was uh, the whole sequence. It was just fun. Um, and yeah. Sam Raimi's style is here in full swing. I think that um, I didn't notice a whole lot of bad CGI in this one. The uh, no. particularly the the monster at the beginning was really done really well. Like it looked yeah. amazing. And well, I was and that like, eyeball okay. was like insanely detailed yeah. too. It was great. We've been getting a lot yeah. of good movie eyeballs last year. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Squad I had a great eyeball. Too. Yeah, great, yeah. great eyeball. Getting lots of just good let's eyeballs. just appreciate some good CGI eyeballs yeah, right yeah. now. You know, I I think what I liked most about this movie, where it lacks in its plot, um, yeah. it makes up for in its in its style. Um, very stylistic movie. I was totally on board with everything Raimi was doing. I've seen some fucking shit takes about the transitions and editing being like early two thousands garbage and to that i say uh fuck you touch grass and watch some more movies <laughs> that was amazing i loved it um just like you know their style like it's just like when you see something like that compared to the past 10 years of marvel films it just being like standard you know cut here cut there cut this but sam Raimi was like no we're gonna have fucking benedict wong's uh face fade in and transition and float across the screen it looked like some bram stoker's dracula kind of shit oh it was amazing i loved it um i I really did and i i I think um honestly i really love dr Strange. he's probably my favorite MCU hero right now. I really like Doctor I, Strange. I do like what Benedict Cumberbatch love, is doing. With maybe this it's just because I like Benedict a lot. I he, love Cumberbatch. Well, and he's killing it though. He's I feel like it, yeah. th- this character doesn't have a lot of great written material for him, but mm-hmm. I feel like the way that Benedict Cumberbatch presents this hero yeah. and performs this role, like I just feel like fills in mm-hmm. that that lack of substance. I, that's the biggest aspect of this movie. Like you yeah. said, like. The style is just so good that yeah. it kind of makes up for the substance. And honestly, right. I feel like this should just be a big sign to MCU heads. Is that, you know, maybe you don't have all that much deep to say with these superhero movies. Yeah. And 
you know, use them for 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 style, for flash, you know, yeah. for pizzazz. Get get some shit yeah. in there that well, yeah. The same people that are fucking shitting on this movie go and praise the first three Spider Man movies. Those movies had a goofy style too. Like, do you not fucking remember that shit? Yeah, they were campy. Exactly. They were fucking cheesy as hell. Love them though. Love them. I love the Spider Man movies, and well, I love this movie. And like, that's the thing is like, even the Danny Elfman score in this movie like speaks to me. Like, oh. They're like going, they're making a choice because it's like, yeah. you know, it features some fucking awesome rock guitar yes. and it just sticks out. And you're yeah. like, wait, that's a choice, but it's awesome. Like yeah. it really works to the movie's benefit. And there's like light motifs, you know, yeah. something that's severely lacking on other Marvel movies, which just feel like they sent them to some dude and it's like. Make some uh, slightly like do kind of like a Hans Zimmer thing, but yeah. not quite as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and <laughs> we don't pay you the big bucks, <laughs> right? It's podcast dog, stop fucking sneezing. Podcast dog is going crazy. Bless you though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Danny Danny Elfman did wonders for this movie um, with the score uh, in a particular sequence uh, that's dubbed the music fight is especially. Um, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that aspect. Um, I really feel like the color grading in this movie was way better than it has been. Uh, lots of color. It's vibrant. Mm. And it's dark as hell. And I love that. Yeah. Now, I'm not one of these people out here saying, don't take your kids to it. Y'all need to watch some more fucking movies. There's some literal children on the internet right now. But um, I don't know. The best movies as a kid were the ones that had some surprisingly like scary moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, I like that Doctor Strange is doing that. I just I saw some people on there like, why is this not rated R? And I'm like, buddy, this is very, this is a far cry from a rated R movie. Yeah, it's a it's a hard PG thirteen, I'd say. Yeah, but, um, they never get they to never like get to R that. territory. Don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get into spoilers, but right. you can't tell me that you saw a yeah, fucking no. R rated. <laughs> no, no, you're just sensitive. Exactly, <laughs> but. I don't know. It's very spoiler heavy. So it actually, is. we might just have to like jump into Let's it. Let's jump into it. A, a, a good movie. Go watch good, it. If yeah, you yeah. Seen it it good. And listen to the rest later. And now, spoiler time. Spoiler time. So yeah, I I guess just now is the best time to come out and say it. I think Elizabeth Olsen is my favorite aspect of this movie because yeah. Scarlet Witch is just the best villain. MCU ever. has yeah like maybe ever yeah like definitely since Thanos you yeah know? definitely like, I just like it makes so much sense for her character to me like and it also makes WandaVision more triumphant in retrospect it's like okay yeah. so they're not gonna try and justify this this is actually yeah. where they're taking it like yeah, to a yeah. dark place to a villainous spot because I I mean the main thing that concerned me about the trailers for this movie is those like clowned on lines like you uh, do this and you're fine and yeah. I do it. I'm a bad guy yeah. or whatever. But that scene in the movie actually fucking rules. Like yeah. the illusion disappears. Like even her like cheesy delivery like, oh, you never said her name, mm, did you? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are all the trees dead? It's like when Scar took over Pride Rock. Like, yeah. why did all the... <laughs> yeah. Why did everything dry up like that? Yeah. And I was, I was you know, I was watching it and the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I'm thinking, where are we going? Yeah. And then it gets to that scene. And then that is revealed. And I'm like, no fucking way. She's the villain. This movie's going to fucking rule. And I yeah. was all in from then on. And 
I, I saw a really good uh, take on Twitter. Somebody said um, the reason that Scar that Scarlet Witch is such a good villain is because never once is she undermined, or is there a joke made about them that that um, that undermines their their like villainy, and that happens so much yeah. to MCU villains. No character ever quips, horny to be a mom, aren't you? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's, it's part of the reason why Thanos was so fucking uh, scary. Nobody, like, there wasn't any, like, jokes that made you think, you know, that took you out of it and made you laugh. Like, haha, funny villain. Like, no, she's there and she's, she's fucking scary because they really show you um, how powerful she is, how fucking, you know, um, twisted her her how twisted her viewpoint is just how to get her children like i especially like we just need to get into the illuminati scene yeah um, because, i mean i feel like that's also the <coughs> most spoiler heavy. yeah <coughs> i really really enjoyed the fact because this is where my mind was um and this is the scene that we all know uh when they're facing up against her and she asks reed richards if he has children yeah. If they have a mom, and she's like, he's like, yeah, and she's like, well, then she can take care of him. And I'm like, ugh, they mentioned his family. He's gonna fight. Like, this is these cameos are stupid. They're avenging up, and and then the the what mouth line happens, and then I was like, wait a minute, and like two seconds before that, Luke was like, wouldn't it be funny if they just did an Invincible right here? And I was like, yeah, that'd be totally wicked. What spoilers for Invincible, by the way? Mild, um, mild spoilers for Invincible. He's like, wouldn't it be cool? That I was like, dude, I was like, if they do it, I'm gonna scream. And then they did it, and then I screamed, and I was like, dude, what? And she fucking kills Reed Richards, and that's yeah. when I was like, okay, like. They really just told Sam Raimi, like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want, I guess. Because, like, they would not have done this in any other film. Like, like cameos are, like, sacred, especially when you have a fan cast show up. Yeah. With John Krasinski as Reed I love that they killed John Krasinski I love Reed it. Richards because now you can get, like, a, not a fan, like, exactly. an unknown, you know? You can, you can do exciting things, or you can get John Krasinski because, honestly... It was kind of hype to yeah. see him with the four on his chest. I was like, whoa, they really yeah. did go there. Right, like, wow, yeah. that's crazy. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Um, and Patrick Stewart is back as Professor X, too. <laughs> and then he, he's back, and then he's not. And then, which is yeah, awesome. and they killed him. They killed him, bro. I was like, yes, yes. thank you. It's some, there's something so freeing about well, it. And know? I love that just in this performance, it does feel like alien. It does feel like, oh, this is not the Professor X like we know. Yeah. Like Patrick Stewart does a good job differentiating between them. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, it's great because it's he's dead and it's not like an open ended thing where like oh Patrick Stewart is gonna be in a bunch of these movies now. It's like great, good, yeah, great, good. That's how it should be. Thank fuck. I was so worried that this movie would just be like oh Evan Peters like Quicksilver shows up. And, yeah, like, yeah. Her and, uh, All these people show up and they help Doctor Strange defeat the big bad. I didn't want that, and I'm so glad we got. What I'm we so did. glad that Scarlet Witch is a villain. Yeah, I think yeah. That I was only really worried about this movie when I was like, "What are they exactly going up against? Like, what are the stakes yeah. here? What, what, why is she being treated like not a villain?" But now it makes so much sense. Yeah, you know. Yeah, damn. Uh, and there were, I mean, there were some good scenes with. The, the other villain in this movie was rather lackluster and disappointing, but there was a good scene with him, Mordo. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we get he drugs Doctor Strange and shit, and it's like, oh fuck. And somehow Doctor Strange knows about his like secret vow to destroy him, even though I'm pretty sure at the end of the first Doctor Strange movie he says that he said to it. no one, <laughs> you oh, know, like yeah. or like he says it, but not to Doctor Strange. Like right. Doctor Strange wouldn't know that he said that, but now he knows somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. But he doesn't do anything in this movie. Like they, yeah. the end of the first one set him up to be kind of like the next big bad, which I'm pretty sure is what Scott Derrickson probably had in mind. Yeah originally but like he just drugs them at one point yeah. and gets into a pretty lame fight like i didn't think that it was gonna really go anywhere right I, kind of a, i think well that was a different uh mul- different multiverse universe yeah. mordo that was um, a different multiverse one but they like, might bring him back for the third one i mean i think it'd be i liked his 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 arc in in the first movie i thought his character is interesting because it's somebody who's dedicated their life to following, you know, the ancient one, of course, and thinking that there's a strict moral code to things. Um, and then believing, you know, finding out that, Oh no, they do break the rules and they do. Uh, she dabbled in the, in the dark matter and the dark magic and shit. And uh, he become dis, he becomes disillusioned with that. I thought that was interesting. And if they don't keep that, I'm going to be kind of sad. If they don't bring it back just a little bit. Cause I would like to see what he does, um, with that arc specifically. I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, it was cool. Doctor Strange is a little mid, but that aspect of it I liked. Um, but I, I, I kind of enjoyed that he wasn't a villain in this movie. There was no room for him. No, yeah. no. It was it, it was pretty full, as is. And there was definitely some stuff in this that you're like, oh, you were told to like have this in there. I mean, the post-credits mm-hmm. mainly. But like, there's even some like scenes with America Chavez that it's like, oh... This isn't, like, something that you're actually super passionate about having in the movie. This is, like, yeah. a, a quota. And I'm just going to say it. I don't think Disney, the Marvel or Star Wars, has ever had, like, a gay character that it should be seen as a triumph. Like, I think the guy in Eternals is the best example of yeah. it. Yeah. I think that was actually pretty good because you actually gave the gay character something to do. Yeah. But in this movie... It's just like one scene. It's like, oh, my mom's. <laughs> it's just still so blatantly obvious that it's so easy to edit out for China. Yeah. Like, yeah. you. I, I mean, this movie isn't playing in Saudi Arabia, but when has Saudi Arabia ever really been the market, the market. that Disney was gunning for? Because it's still so easy to get it out, that, get it out of there for China. Like, right. I think that this movie is playing in china isn't it um it is yeah i yeah. think they requested to have it removed but disney was like no you either uh, get it or you don't really yeah they or they were there a few uh, but it's still so mid like it is. if this it is, is really like the first one that they've ever held their ground on it's like no you should have done better like a lot fucking sooner, a lot sooner yeah jesus Christ. i'm glad that it, that it wasn't i don't know if they compromised on eternals maybe it just didn't play it might not but have. Eternals, there was way too much in there for them to cut out. Like, he was a very... He, he was a prominently gay character. Yeah. So, I'm not sure what they did there, but... And, like, how would his state... They... I mean, maybe in subtitling, they change it a little bit. It's like, my friend who I live with and I, <laughs> I raised my children with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Or my brother or something. My brother. <laughs> my brother in who Christ. Who took over after my wife. Yeah. <laughs> died. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love women. I love. <laughs> they just 
edit the subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Backstroke of the West. Have you seen that? No. That So someone translated Revenge of the Sith into Chinese and then translated it back into English. And then, you know, they did that to the whole script. And there's a dub of that on YouTube. That's amazing. Called, like, <laughs> Starman Backstroke of the West or something. I need to look that up. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, just look up that. But it, it's the whole movie with the bad subtitles. <laughs> I think one of the, one of the Anakin lines is is playtime now. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, we need more. We need more of that content. Exactly. I mean. And that's the thing about this movie is that it was a lot of fun for a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't even know if I will end up going to rewatch it. Like you said, Mm -hmm. the plot is still kind of bare bones. This is definitely not Raimi's best superhero movie either. No, no. I mean, it definitely... I don't know. It's better than Spider-Man 3. It's better than Spider-Man 3, I would say. But Spider-Man 2 still reigns supreme, in my opinion. Yeah, even Spider-Man 1 still got more heart and more clear vision. You know, but this is cool that his visions yeah. shine through. That this is the first MCU movie in a while since probably like Thor Ragnarok, uh, where I felt like, oh, yeah. they let the director actually do what they want to do. Right, you know, right. they gave him creative freedom, and I just, I hope that this is a trend. You know, yeah, that same. we see that happen more for the MCU because yeah. I mean that could be something that gets me reinterested in the <sighs> movies at least. Yeah. Uh, I doubt that the TV shows are going to get much more inspired. Yeah, we got a little bit of waiting to do before they reassess and and recalibrate their TV shows if there is any valid criticism that they take from it because they've already got the next three shows that are coming out are already in post-production. So um, we got to wait to see if they'll reassess how they approach those. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, you know... um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, really enjoyed it. Do you think of the two recent multiverse movies, Everything Everywhere or this? Like, do you have a hot take? Like, did you not like really this a more? hot take? Honestly, Doctor Strange is uh, one spot above Everything Everywhere in my ranking for this year so far. Mm-hmm. Like, they're both in my top five still. Nice. Um, I don't have like a. Hot, I rate. I give them the same score. I think they're both. Yeah. You know, obviously, I, I think. Um, I, honestly, I think I ranked Doctor Strange a little bit higher just just because of how surprised I was at how entertained I was and how yeah. you know, pleased I was with everything that happened. And um, everything everywhere might go up for me on a rewatch for sure. Um, I don't know. It's just like I think at the end of the day, you know, if I can't decide, you know, if two movies have the same ranking, I would I think back to what movie that I have more fun watching. Yeah. And I think I had a little bit more fun with Doctor Strange, but that may change by the end of the year when I rewatch everything everywhere, which I will do. Um, yeah. Because that movie is pretty rewatchable. Yeah, no, so. I, I, I felt rewarded by a rewatch already. I, and I've even considered going back to see it a third time. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I really fucked with it. I, I've heard more, uh, I think it's mid or... Even one, I think it's bad opinions about everything everywhere now mm-hmm. from people I respect. And so I'm like, okay, I'm seeing that, you know, the overhype is doing some damage uh, to this movie a little it bit. It really is. But, I've, I've seen a few reviews from a couple people I like that have said the same thing. Yeah. And so I'm just like, damn, I, yeah, I don't like hype trains for this reason. 
because yeah. even though it was super hyped, I still really loved it. And I just feel like a lot of people are going to look more critically at it, though, because of that hype train. It's yeah. like, don't do that. It's supposed to be like a fun, like silly yeah. movie. Like, don't go in expecting like Citizen Kane. I feel like that's the problem. Is that's, like everyone's yeah. telling about their about it, it being the highest rated movie on Letterboxd like ever. But I get it because like when I watch it, I get that ooey gooey feeling and I cried a bunch and I wanted to tell everyone how much I loved it but I didn't mean for it to you know sound yeah. like a hype train thing but like definitely everyone who praises this movie gives it that five star rating on Letterboxd having yeah. it be the highest rated yeah. movie on Letterboxd I mean that's gonna do some damage to some people yeah yeah I don't know I agree I think I think I think that's the problem because when a lot of people I've noticed on Letterboxd on Letterboxd when they, people really, really fuck with a movie that just hits them on a, on a personal or an emotional level, they'll give it five stars and just be like, you know, it's, it's coming off of that, in that first watch hype. And, um, and a lot of people, if a movie resonates with them at all, they'll give it five stars. I've, I know a couple of people in Letterboxd to do that. So I can assume the same, you know, is done for the, like the general audience, but um, and I think that's because this movie has such an emotional through line yeah. that it, it has really touched a lot of people. And so they're, they're giving it this high rating and it may not necessarily carry over into every aspect of the film. Like when I gave Parasite five stars, I thought, you know, that movie is amazing on every single level it yeah. is capable of achieving. It has done masterwork on, um, and I still overhyped it for somebody, which I don't see how they don't like it. But either way, you know, it's things like that. You know, I think people expect um, expect something when they go to see a movie that's touted as like, you know, this is the best movie of all time, or so people say. There's yeah. certain expectations that have to be met, and everything everywhere is not necessarily that. It's a great movie. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. But it's it's supposed to be looked upon as sort of like a goofy fun time that has a really strong emotional core. Um, with some really fucking great camera work, editing, and VFX. You know, I, I don't know. I, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, I think... Um, shit, I had a really clear, concise thought a second ago, and then I opened my mouth, and <laughs> it just goes to show me, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really write those things down yeah, sometimes, maybe. Uh, try harder <laughs> to remember them. Maybe think really hard right now. Maybe you can find it again. Fuck. It, I got distracted because you said something and it made me think of the new Kendrick album, oh, which yeah. is like almost kind of like an experiment about like, oh shit. It, well, it's not an experiment, but it's almost just like a commentary on like, oh fuck, I've done some good shit and you guys expect me to make like yeah, a yeah. really good album right. now. I am which, not your savior. <laughs> which it's interesting because of course, as soon as he dropped a new album there was going to be a flood of like 10 out of 10 reviews yeah and things oh but with everything everywhere and just movies like that it's like there's just so many strong artistic choices being made which yeah. is why people yeah. admire it but of course those choices aren't going to resonate with everyone and i think that's why there will never be like a critical darling that's beloved by everyone Everybody, because yeah. to to be truly distinguished to be, I think, individualized is to alienate other viewers, you know? Yeah. And so if someone doesn't 100% fuck with, like, the middle act of everything everywhere, like, I get it. Like, I've heard that criticism now, not just from you, mm-hmm. but from other people. For me, it's like, oh, I loved that part of the movie. It felt important to me. But then, 
you know, to other people, it's like, no, that dragged, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think that both views are, like, legitimate. Like, yeah. the way that they decided to handle that story, they just, they really went down one path. And they yeah. really, or, or not yeah. one path, but they, well, you know, they yeah. made very they, clear choices They made a about story decision. Story. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, obviously, that doesn't resonate. But that's what's uh, amazing about um, film, like, criticism and yeah. film discussion is that not everybody's going to have the same opinion of it and my opinion has actually been swayed by just reading other reviews that's one of the things i do after i watch a movie before i write a review is if i'm actually writing you know sometimes on letterbox i'll just shit post but like if i'm actually going to write a review i like to go and read other reviews to see if i have any lingering thoughts that i'm like undecided on and um read what other people had to say about it and it helps me kind of put into context some of it and uh, i did i write a shit ton of reviews for everything everywhere (laughs) I don't know. I used to think that like people were kind of sucking up to these movies whenever they watch them and they don't like them. Like mm-hmm. I remember watching The Lighthouse and being like, mm-hmm. I, d- I don't want to post like something negative, but I didn't get it, you know. But like I think what it is is just when you read these reviews, when you read people's experiences with this movie and they're gushing and they're just talking about how important it is to them, like I don't know, show some respect. Yeah. Like I'm no. not I'm not going to drop like I so we'll talk about it more probably on our next episode but like another great example of a movie that came out recently that I think might be a little bit polarizing for me is uh The Northman Mm -hmm. because I mean you have a really strong artistic director and and uh Eggers but uh I don't know that I fuck with this movie in particular Mm -hmm. and I thought that a lot of the choices he made were quite boring and repetitive for me but I'm I'm going on Letterboxd and I'm seeing like five star reviews, four and a half star reviews. You know, people like really having a lot of fun with this movie and loving Mm -hmm. it for what it is. And I'm like, I don't want to hate on what people love, you know? And I I can recognize that the aspects of the movie that I didn't really fuck with are actually what other people fucked with. Right. But the thing is, I don't know why it feels so different to, you know, feel a bit of a refrain from dunking on these movies but wanting to dunk mm-hmm. on marvel movies i think mainly it's yeah. just that you can really feel the artist in these types of movies and you don't want to like yeah. dunk on someone who's really actually making something that feels refreshing in this yeah. landscape like yeah. marvel and big studios it, it's pretty fun to dunk on like uncharted and shit and be yeah. like oh <laughs> criterion collection right yeah exactly so. because it, it's there's not as enough like heart and soul in those movies it's it's company made it's it's uh um well i mean everything's almost company made but like yeah. i mean it's like it's uh what's the word studio it's studio schlock is what we call it it's literally studios that they literally order it as if they're ordering it from a menu yeah like i'll take uh an uncharted movie with a big star uh i'll take another video game adaptation of this and uh we'll uh have it half animated half live action like that's literally what they're doing they're ordering it like that and when somebody like um robert eggers or the daniels or even Sam Raimi. Yeah, you know? I I was wondering if yeah, we could yeah, tie it back. We could tie that. it back. Like even them, they set out to make a. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's like they want to do it. Like Sam Raimi wrote, produced, and directed Evil Dead. That was his baby. He had something to say, you know. Whereas studios like Marvel, they hire directors to do things or maybe to say the things that they want them to say, and it just doesn't read as uh, genuine as things like Everything Everywhere. You know Sam Raimi's even Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies, yeah. Um, his Evil Dead trilogy, Robert Eggers, his three films now. You know, um, you know, and it's kind of 
the sword I'm looking for. I, I don't know. It's just you know, it's more hard to uh, for me just to sling around a bunch of. You know, because I know how hard making movies are. We all know how hard it is. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, I don't want to just, you know, come out. I look back in retrospect, maybe I, I treated the Green Knight maybe a little too harshly in our discussions. Because um, I don't want to sound pompous like an asshole. But uh, I really did not fuck with that movie. But I'm learning now that I am like... One out of the five percent that did not fuck with it, you know, everybody else did, and I can, and I, I, you know, I don't want to go too hard on the. I'm blanking on the director's name. Uh, David Lowry. David Lowry, yeah. because you know he did a ghost story, and I actually fucked with a ghost story. I and yeah. I think he, he has artistic vision. He's not making you know studio schlock like, um, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I think I think uh, it's interesting though with the Northmen with. Uh, with Doctor Strange, I mean, and I think maybe even with Green Knight, his A twenty four. Yeah, these are directors working in the studio system who have just such unique and great voices, and we're yeah. seeing that they can thrive here. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So the chef works at like Benihana and has to work with the Benihana menu, but they're a great chef, and yeah. I love what they make. And exactly. you know, if this means that they pay the bills with this movie, like. I don't know. There's studio interference in two of these movies anyway. I don't know if I don't think A twenty four really fucks with their directors. They don't. That, I don't. I've not heard such a great studio. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've heard about studio interference with the Northman. I've heard about studio mm-hmm. interference with uh, with Doctor Strange. I mean, not too much, but I mean, it just comes with the territory. You're right. working with Marvel. You got to fit you your vision. Fit, yeah. And Sam Raimi has been like, don't think of it as a work of my own as much as a continuation of the Marvel story. And I think he's absolutely right to say it. Right. But he chefed up a fine fucking... He did. I mean... It's, I, it's, <laughs> like, it's like going from a five-star Michelin restaurant to like fucking McDonald's. Like, it's the same chef and he's still gonna... It's like one of those yeah. videos where the chef takes like a $10 That's meal and I makes it gourmet. That's Benny Hano, okay, man? Yeah, I know, I McDonald's know. McDonald's felt like too much. Eh, well, <laughs> I yeah. Know. I mean, I Marvel is kind of The McDonald's of movies. But like... You know, but This is I like mean, the fish filet, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, you're right. Because like, well, I think... Um, like like I was saying, the videos on YouTube where the chefs take the really inexpensive yeah. and make it really good. That's exactly what these guys are doing, working within a studio system, and that's been that's been happening since the fucking forties. Like Orson Welles managed to make fucking amazing movies working with tight studio interference. The Magnificent Ambersons being the most notorious uh, case of them all, and it's always happened. And it's just you know it's it's just easier to dunk on that stuff. Um, than yeah. it is the kind of creator vision led stuff like I'm always going to voice my opinion if I don't like something if I think it's garbage I'll say I think it's garbage but I try not to directly kind of shit on the visionaries themselves like the directors yeah. and stuff I would um, just love to communicate even if the director has a bad idea yeah. let him let him like fail so spectacularly in his own vision like yeah. I think that was part of my sympathy for Snyder last year yeah. I mean i it's really worn thin on me again, being on Twitter. But um, <laughs> some of my sympathy for Snyder last year was in the fact that, like, damn, you know, when left to his own devices, it turns out that a lot of things become more coherent. Do they become less stupid? No. But you start <laughs> to see why he made those choices, and it doesn't feel like a Frankenstein movie. As yeah. Much. Uh, there's this really great series on YouTube called Exploring. It's by a YouTube channel called Good Bad Flicks. And I love their videos because they explore horror movies 
and half the time it's like oh this artist had a really great idea for a horror movie and it got fucked with Blair Witch 2 you gotta look up the video for this exploring Blair Witch 2 okay it's Sounds like the director actually had a great meta idea for a movie, filmed that movie, and then it just, like, got absolutely butchered by the studio afterwards. And it just sucks so bad to hear story after story like that, where it's like, now we don't even get a choice. We just have to watch the shitty movie and never know if maybe this still maybe shitty movie would have been better if just this guy was left to his own devices. And so... Yeah, that's why I don't want to shit on Doctor Strange yeah. so much, even though I, you know, don't fuck with Marvel and I didn't fuck with everything in the script. Like, this just feels so good to to, to be at the yeah. McDonald's and getting treated by that five-star five chef, Exactly, man. yeah. It's Gordon a surprise. Ramsay really yeah. turned that place around. Yeah, because I think it's, we all know what we're, I mean, you know what you're going to get at McDonald's when you go to McDonald's. You know what you're going to get when you go to a Marvel movie, so it's always surprising and refreshing when you get something uh, several steps above that, um, so we're really hitting with the McDonald with the food metaphors today. Yeah, it's a man. good metaphor. Maybe that's what you need to get maybe, on your way maybe, home. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know, man. You're just I'm being. I'm just being right now. I, I'm like disillusioned politically right now. So yeah. like movie. I've been watching a lot of movies to escape that shit. Um, and so, yeah, I was very, I'm very surprised that I love the Northman as much as I did. I I can't wait to discuss that. I know, I know. And I I see y'all's criticisms, but I just like, oh, I have something to say. I want to, I want to, I raise you, you know? (laughs) I think I'll, I'll think I'll be nicer about it than, uh, Luke would be. I don't know. I think that Jacob would also be nicer about it than Luke would be. Luke is going to come out and say that you have a bad opinion yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I snapchat and after i watched it i was like bro how did you not like this movie he's like because it's hamlet i've seen hamlet seven times and i was like mm, i i'd love to debate you <laughs> i get his frustration oh my gosh we'll talk yeah I, we i'll will make talk. a bullet point <laughs> like i i i want to kind of rewatch it too mm-hmm. and because this is definitely one of those where i felt like okay i'm gonna be respectful yeah like i said earlier i yeah. just i see a lot of people fucking with this movie and I admire Eggers as a director, and I want to see him get more work. And, you know, if it's not in the studio system, that sucks. Probably the better but, for know, it. Yeah, probably the better for it. I just want to see him flourish, and I'm not going to kick him for not liking one of his movies, you know, mm, yeah. as much as other ones when the first two movies he made were such fucking breaths of fresh air for me. And, yeah. I mean, even this, the way it was made, is mm-hmm. like, it still feels really unique and, mm-hmm. and nice to see in this yeah hellscape <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah uh well try not to you know start the revolution before next episode so yeah we, can, we can do that i'll fucking try not to yeah we're, we're gonna see how these midterms yeah uh, or these primaries affect us it's not yeah. even midterm season yet but i'm not happy i'm not feeling no, good. I'm, no, I'm not feeling good I'm not doing great. <laughs> that was but, just such an honest admission. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. What's what's going on though, man? Man, just everything sucks right now. We had a, another mass shooting. Yeah. And that really yeah. that just really pissed me off. I'm being I'm being radicalized as we speak. I think um oh my gosh, I don't want to get into like 
two controversy hours, but like, <laughs> I think it's such a shame. Well, I'll start by saying this, but then I'll talk about the discussion it'll lead into inevitably. <laughs> I think that it's so fucking sad that the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial is getting like way more coverage than the than literal like fucking be. war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the war. Yeah, like we only care about the war in Ukraine because our gas prices are four dollars. Like if without that, we would have forgotten and moved on by now. Yeah, which is so fucking sad with the amount of like war crimes being committed. I know, like, and that and just like I still keep up with it every day, and I'm just like amazed. And, like, just so many important things have been thrown out the window for a celebrity fucking... The third time that it's happened, too, defamation trial. Yeah. But also, no. This trial has made me want to die and made me lose faith in humanity because I don't... I feel even more solidified in my belief now Mm -hmm. that... People who have the gall, and I'm sorry, I'm going to sound very opinionated. It's very hard not to be opinionated yeah. about this trial. It's like the opinion trial of it's the century. The Everyone's a <laughs> yeah, lawyer. everybody's got an opinion. Everyone's a fucking expert. But anyway, here's my expert opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it sucks that we are on what is very clearly, to me, just the our society's special way that we hate women who come out about these things and being so blatantly one-sided against Amber Heard and pretending that Johnny Depp is this fucking innocent, blameless victim, a hero of male domestic abuse survivors. (laughs) It's like, no. I don't care how that one recording of Amber Heard saying maybe she sliced off his finger when he's also had recordings of him saying he sliced off his own fingers. I mean, it's a he said, she said, but people are acting like there's concrete evidence that she's made it all up when, quite the contrary, Johnny Depp has lost two court cases because there's enough evidence against him that he did, in fact, beat the shit out of her sometimes. And I'm not saying that she didn't beat up on him, too. But to treat her like a liar, like a fucking crazy, psychotic person because she is... In a court battle with your favorite actor who yeah. is actually not as good of a person as you fucking think. Like, Jack Sparrow is not on trial. Johnny yeah. Depp, the actor, is not on trial. Johnny Depp, the husband, is on, on trial. trial yeah. And he's not even the one on trial. He's suing her. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like if she, uh, you know, gets off the hook that right. anything worse is going to happen to him. I mean, he's lost the studio deals. He's going to lose. And, I mean, boo-hoo, but also Johnny Depp is, like, one of the most fucking paid actors ever. Yeah. And has been phoning it in for years. So, yeah. I don't exactly, like... I don't know. that Phoning it in for years doesn't mean that I think he should be abused or whatever. And I do think that he faced some abuse. But I think that you would have to just really skew this situation to see mm-hmm. that he is not also an abuser. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is being skewed because I've barely seen anything fr- concrete from her evidence. And I'm sure it's there. I haven't been watching the trial. But it's everything I see online is just in favor of him. And I yeah. think that's where – I think I, – I, this, is, this is the same thing that pisses me off about celebrities. We gratify them. We glorify them. We fucking worship at their fucking feet. And I am – and this is the same thing with Brad and Angelina. 
I was fucking nine or ten years old when that shit was going on, and it was all over the fucking news. It was all over the fucking tabloids. You couldn't go anywhere with hearing about Brad and Angelina, Brad and Angelina. Yeah. Nobody, nobody should give a fuck about somebody's life just because they're fucking popular. I don't fucking care who you are. You don't. You shouldn't be that fucking invested in somebody's life that you have your own opinion about this fucking shit. I don't know why this trial is being fucking recorded and live-streamed when there are other much more important trials that should be recorded and live-streamed to the public. For example, the Epstein case. For another example, any fucking mass shooter that has ever been on trial has just been swept under the rug and they just report about it. But for some fucking reason, we got to hear about a fucking defamation trial between two rich people. I don't fucking care, and neither should you. That should be the end of the fucking story. I wish they would cut the cameras off right now because it is... It's doing it's doing wonders for you know people's I don't know just like I saw a tweet the other day that was like I want Johnny Depp to win the trial and say this is the day that you almost caught Jack and I was like bro oh yeah the cringe the cringe shit that's been coming out for him desperately touch grass eat it eat the fucking grass bro I have never I that is that is probably the most I don't even think cringe no. is the word this is this it's vile it's fucking vile how could you it doesn't like, and honestly, at this point, I don't care, like who is more in the right. I want it to be over with, so we can get back to you yeah. know other important things. Not that domestic abuse isn't important; it is. I'm saying there's a fucking war going on right now. We just had a mass shooting, fucking targeting people of color. The like racism is yeah. like out in full swing. We've got the midterms going on. Joe Biden doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. Everything's fucked. I'm so fucking tired of people being this enamored with two fucking rich people. Yeah. It is so disheartening, fucking desensitizing me more by the day. I'm fucking over it. And like, I mean, yeah, just your, your engagement with this trial, by the way, like Johnny Depp is not watching your comments and your videos of you reenacting Amber Heard's that, testimony about her the oh first God. time she was allegedly beaten by him. Like, she is not fucking... I, I don't know. Like, that's so fucked up. Like, I just think that regardless of the person, you are setting a precedent. Like, by doing this, not only are yeah. you, like, actively harming both of these people's lives, like, Johnny Depp is not fucking laughing at that testimony when you reenact it, Lance Bass, or, like, whoever the fuck on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, he's reliving one of the most painful moments of his life too yeah it, whether it's true or not you know whether yeah. it's just an allegation on the stand he doesn't want to watch your fucking video of mm-hmm. you reenacting that no he yeah. doesn't want to see you outside waving a sign like oh yeah get in that lawsuit i don't yeah. know it's yeah it's like i don't know i don't think it's just the publicness of this you know like yeah would you want your, the fan cams the fan cams yeah would you want your fucking um defamation trial or your even your divorce trial to be fucking live streamed on television no but I i'm mean, sure they don't either that's the curse of fame man you know just this has been the shit that's been leading to the deaths of like princess diana and britney spears being in a fucking conservatorship this is why we like drive i mean I don't feel the worst for most famous people, but there is a point where you reach famous enough that just anything you do is on the blip of like so many fucking people. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if 1% of those people decide to bug you, 
Like, that's so... Like, every day, that's just so many fucking people, like, every day to deal with. Like, if I had to greet ten people I didn't know every day who wanted to take a picture with me... I'd lose my fucking mind. That sounds exhausting already. I'd literally lose my fucking mind. Oh, my God, yeah. So, never get... Like, let's never get big, Casey. Let's, uh... Maybe keep it to twelve. Twelve people listening. Yeah. You hear that, guys? Don't tell your friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> we become such famous podcasters. <laughs> that we Maybe it's this plea. Can't go out. Yeah, no. it's like wow, this is a really famous plea right here. Nah, it'd be Warrior Cats. Someone's gonna find it. Yeah, yeah. Warrior Cats. I thought that's about my legacy. It the other day. actually, the day is coming up. It happened on my birthday. That episode came out, and my birthday's coming up, so I might retweet Woo. it. Can you believe it's been a year since the Warrior Cats debacle? Oh my gosh, no, I cannot. Wait. It's really been a year. It's been a year. May 25th will be a year. Cool, blimey. Cool, blimey. What the bloody hell? <laughs> bloody hell. That's, wow. Yeah. I'm in shock. I'm amazed. Yeah. I'm in awe. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this so long. We I have. That this episode was oddly reflective. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oddly, like, contemplative and introspective. <laughs> like, just... Damn, I, I, don't, I didn't know that we were going to get so deep into shit. Yeah. But, you know it's good I like it oh don't worry next world. week we'll be back to our old normal selves it's the pee pee poo poo episode yeah, next week the shit, shit come <laughs> episode coming, the shitting and coming episode the the, the fart-a-thon <laughs> next week don't you, you don't want to miss out on this it's gonna be crazy yep. will they will they be a little bit too silly to have a through line who knows who that knows could, that could happen <laughs> Oh well, I, I want to leave everybody with one more hot take before we leave. Oh, before fuck. signing oh, off on a hot take. Whoa, a hot take. Yeah, forget. Scream three, better, and it's not even fucking close than Scream four. Beloved Scream four, Wes Craven's return to form for the franchise. Not as well liked as the critically panned and typically not well received by audiences. Scream three. Yes, Whoa, I'm here the, to tell you it is the reverse. What the hell? Yes. Wait, is Scream two better than Scream three though? Mm, no, I, I like Scream. Whoa, three. Is Scream three. Whoa, is Scream three better than Scream one? No, Scream one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What about Scream five? Have you seen that yet? Uh, not yet. That's not my yet. next one. Yeah. Not yet for me. Either. I rented. But there's going to be Scream six now. Yeah, I know. Wait, Which, you rented it? I rented Scream five and then didn't get to watch it before the rental trial was over. Well, that's on you, bitch. I, it is on me. <laughs> why are you renting a movie and you're like, well, because. Well, I rented it, I started it, and then somebody came, uh, Brett came to my house, and he's like, hey, want to play Magic? And I'm like, yes, I fucking yeah, do. I mean, and I just didn't have time to watch it. I just kissed the dog, not Isaac. but Yeah, but that would have been pretty would've tender. Been, would've been pretty tender. I'm going to kiss the dog, too, but yeah. maybe you can pretend like it was me kissing Casey. Okay. Oh, I love this dog. I love this dog too. We love you, podcast dog. I think she might have had some thoughts that were sparse because yeah. she was uh, she was panting a little yeah. bit there. She, she had a big old stressful yawn and she yeah. rolled around a little bit. She was like, "Let me up! I gotta fucking." Say I something. definitely need to be lint rolled. Yeah, uh, dude, she's a she's a hairy dog. Visual here, that I'm not a person anymore. It's just like a pair of eyeballs behind like a yeah. pile of fur. It's quite comical. Yes. Uh, and and Casey is now eating my ice cream with a comically large spoon yep. to, make it, to make it even better. Oh, no! I said one bite! <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my fourth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was having one of those um, burp cough, but it was a laugh. Was burp a, cough? It, it was, was terrible. It was a laboff. 
I think, you know, did you ever hear that rumor that if you fart, like... Oh, yeah, if you do it all at the same time, you die. At the same time, you die. Yeah. Do you want to try it? No, because <laughs> I can see why, because you're... Ready? Okay. This is W-E-X-B. The Vibes. The Vibes. <laughs> You're getting station. railed by a rock star. <laughs> Wait, did you hear that? That was uh, him doing coke off your ass. <laughs> oh, shit. You're going to get a threesome with Gene Simmons. Oh, so, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smelly. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find that? <laughs> Walk with your boys. <laughs> 102.1, the vibe. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Killing spree. <laughs> Kill-tacular. Now here's Wonderwall. <laughs> what is she? <laughs>